Amen. You may be seated. Well, we're two Sundays into the season of Epiphany. Not to Lent yet. Still in Epiphany. So still talking about the person of Christ. And this week we ask the question again, who exactly is this Jesus? Who is the Christ that we hear about? At his baptism, we hear it from the voice from heaven. It declares that it is God's own Son. And that same voice will echo in a few weeks at transfiguration as well, right? This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. But in between, we have a number of these gospel readings which unfold and unpack different aspects of who Jesus exactly is. Through his speech and his actions, we get a clearer picture of this one who was born in Bethlehem, of whom the angels sang. What is his exact identity? And if he is the Savior, what kind of Savior would he be? These are the questions that are answered in Epiphany. Today we hear John the Baptist chiming in on this subject. He declares Jesus to be the Lamb of God. But not just that, the text also declares him to be Rabbi, the Son of God, Messiah, the Christ. All these names or titles tell us a little bit about who Jesus is. And this is one of the most complete pictures that you'll get until, in fact, the resurrection of who Christ is. But Lamb of God is perhaps the most unusual name of all of these. It's, after all, just a technical term used in the Old Testament having to do with Passover. There a lamb, a perfect, unblemished male lamb, was slaughtered. And its blood was used on the doorpost to mark the homes of God's people. And when the angel of death came for the final plague to kill all the firstborn of Egypt, he would see the blood of the lamb and he would pass over the house. What a blessing to the people. The lamb was also roasted and consumed that night by God's people, a feast which was established then and carried over every year as a remembrance of God's mercy to them, of how God saved him them from slavery in Egypt. In fact, today, this tradition continues in most Jewish households. It's easy for us Christians to see how Jesus fits the bill of Lamb of God. Because he was, after all, the one perfect sacrifice without spot or blemish. He is the one who saves by his blood. He doesn't just save us from our daily life. He doesn't just save us from our mistakes that we make as we talk to our friends and family. He is the one who saves us from death. He is the one who is consumed in the wrath of God over sin as he suffers its punishment for us. And we even continue to remember this blessed sacrifice in our holy sacrament, which we will celebrate today, which he established. And we feast on him body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Did John understand all this when he pointed out that Jesus was the Lamb of God? I don't know. I would guess he was a bit enlightened by the Holy Spirit. But he was right 
to direct our attention to the one who was important. It wasn't him. It wasn't his followers. But it was Christ. And he says, behold. And that little word is important to us. Take note, right? means look here. This is really important. Pay attention. Behold. And we do well to behold Jesus. It might not seem so at first. After all, the bloody lamb slaughtered and roasted guts and all isn't necessarily a pretty sight. Nor is the sight of a man beaten and bloodied, shamed and humiliated, hung up on a cross with nails and thorns and sweat and agony. No, Jesus isn't necessarily a pretty picture. But John says, behold, pay attention. Look, this is important. The truth is, when we behold the lamb, and it's not pretty, it's not pretty because of sin, right? Sin is what is ugly. Sin's consequences, suffering, pain, death, are uglier still. And there on the cross, Jesus becomes sin for us. God made him who had no sin to become sin for us. Yes, we know it. Sin is an ugly thing. It's horrible. But guess what? That's our sin that we're talking about. Mine and yours. When you behold the lamb who was slain and see the bloody mess that sin makes, that is our mess. Are we accustomed to thinking of our sins in such terms? Are we used to thinking that every time we gossip or change the truth a little bit or slack off when we should be doing something more, it means blood and death? Do we consider our sins that ugly or have we become so accustomed to sinning that it's not really a big deal anymore? And after all, sure, we're repulsed by certain sins, mostly other people's sins, right? The child abuser, the drunk driver, the people who cheat on their husbands or beat their wives. But what about the people whose love might be cold? Or those who are selfish? Those who neglect to do the good that a child of God is called to do? What about people who just think evil, hot, evil thoughts and hold lust in their hearts. Well, Jesus condemns these things too. We're not off the hook. I'm not off the hook, that's for sure. We're just good at beholding other things besides our own sin and paying attention to that. Maybe the Old Testament people had better reminders than we do of this reality. After all, day after day, bulls, lambs, and doves, and all sorts of beasts were taken to be sacrificed in the temple. An endless stream of blood poured out for the endless stream of sins of God's people. And yet it wasn't ultimately enough. Even this daily reminder of sin and what we have done wasn't enough for the people of God there. One hymn puts it well enough. Not all the blood of beasts on Jewish altars slain could give the guilty conscience peace or wash away the stain. 
But once you've truly beheld the bloody mess that is your own sin, then once again, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And yes, that includes your sin too. Behold the Lamb of God. Pay attention. Jesus is the Lamb. Jesus takes the mess. He suffers for you and for all people, and he dies. And there's nothing more important for us to behold. Nothing more important for us to look at. Nothing more important for us to pay attention to. For there in the Lamb of God, we see God's love for us sinners. And we are forgiven. And that lamb is slain, not like the lambs of the Old Testament who were dead forever, but this lamb rose again and conquered death. So now we can behold him on the cross and in the tomb, but we also can behold him face to face one day. For he lives forever and we will live with him forever. The lamb is victorious and he gives us a share in his victory. Behold him again, even today, as we sit with him and dine with him, as he comes to us in his sacrament. And though we don't see him with our eyes, we behold him by faith according to his promise. This is his body and his blood, given and shed for you. This here is the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb. Pay attention. Take, eat. Take, drink. This is your forgiveness. Amen.